Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. You know, I think both of us, certainly I do, listen to a lot of sports radio. Matt Spiegel got on with some takes that were pure gold. Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. It is 6-4 Oakland. Tying run at the plate. Two outs in the ninth inning. And a two-ball, two-strike count. Hendricks trying to dig deep. Here's his 2-2. Mazzara takes strike three called. And a win, a long time coming for the A's franchise. Two down, last of the ninth inning. 2-0 Miami. And the 2-2. Swing and a miss, and the ball game is over, and the Cubs' season comes to an end. But that will not derail our baseball conversation. And then you give the ball to one of the great returners in our game. and In our game of baseball, Matt, that's, that, that's where our game, it, and I say our because I love it so much, but and cover it. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. So the real question is, Sean Anderson, now that I'm on the fancy Comrex machine, can I sing along with that closing riff from This Week in Baseball and be in time? Did it sound like my voice was with the track when it went da 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 It sounds like it's been five months since you heard the intro. So it doesn't. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. You'll get better. All right. Okay. We'll we'll work on it. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode one of Hit and Run 2021. And boy, that was painful. Uh, Sean Anderson reminding us of the abrupt end to the Cubs and White Sox postseasons last year. And this is going to be a very, very interesting baseball season for lots and lots of reasons. One of my favorite things about it, though, is I get to hang out with you on a Sunday morning once again. Really, really looking forward to it. It is a rare treat to get to do three hours of baseball in a two-team town as interesting as this one with lots of freedom to spin the stories to discuss them, to take your phone calls, which we're going to do all year long, and especially this morning in hour number one uh, on the Cubs and the White Sox, uh, to have a wide array of guests that we will have all year long. Today, no different. Kevin Goldstein from Fangraphs is going to join us. And Kevin Goldstein used to be with Baseball Prospectus and was uh, a big part of the scouting department over at Baseball Prospectus. In between those two jobs that I just referenced, there was an eight-year gap, and he worked for the Houston Astros for that eight years. 
um, in a, a variety of front office roles. But it's pretty rare and pretty special to get a guy fresh out of an MLB front office to be on the radio talking about whatever the hell we want in terms of baseball. So we'll talk to KG at 10 o'clock. Very much looking forward to that. Bruce Levine, the Scores Baseball Insider, will join us at 1040. We're going to talk bullpens with him, White Sox bullpen and Cubs bullpen. Ethan Katz was on Inside the Clubhouse yesterday. We'll get Bruce's take on what was most intriguing from Ethan's appearance. At 11 o'clock, Jason Bonetti will join us, and we will... uh, Deal with our urge to turn hit and run into briefly pick and roll with Jason Benetti because he called both the North Texas Mean Green upset. Congratulations, Layla Rahimi. Uh, the Mean Green upset on Saturday and the Abilene Christian upset of Texas yesterday. So I, I, I need to find out how those felt to him from the broadcasting perspective, because I know how they felt to me from the viewer's perspective. So, but anyway, lots of White Sox with Jason Benetti at 11 o'clock. And at 11.40, one of the more intriguing guys in Cubs camp, if you ask me, it is Shelby Miller, who somehow is 30 years old. Shelby Miller, one of the top prospects in baseball for a while, uh, involved in the Jason Hayward trade from the Cardinals to the Braves, then in the Dansby Swanson trade from the Braves to the Diamondbacks, now trying to make the Cubs, and he's been very good, stretched out to starter length, but then yesterday went one inning. Was that yesterday or was that Friday, Sean, where he went just one inning in a, a, a seeming transition back to a bullpen role, and I'm very intrigued by what Shelby Miller might be for these Cubs. Um, and there's, of course, no guarantee he's going to make the team, but let's talk to a 30-year-old guy who's trying desperately to hang on to a career which once looked like one of the more promising ones in all of baseball. So that's what's going on with the guests. And, yes, Sean Anderson is our executive producer once again this year. Very much looking forward to him. And with you... Score listener, dear listener, it's time for you to be involved all morning long. You can text us at 312-644-6767. The text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. By the way, we're broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And you can call us at that same line at 312-644-6767. You can tweet at me at Matt Spiegel 670. Tweet at the show at Hit and Run 670. Or you can just hang out and listen. I don't know how you're listening. It's a Sunday morning, so I'll tell you what I like to envision. Kind of like my father-in-law or several um, people who have reached out over the years. I like to envision you in your garage, tinkering around, working on something with uh, a console radio on in the corner and maybe you've got a few tools and a workbench over there maybe it's an old car maybe you're just sitting there smoking a cigar and hiding from your family having your own time i don't know if you're actually doing that but i do like to envision you that way i must admit so in that case you're listening on 670 the score otherwise you might be listening on radio.com the app via your phone or any smart device you can always ask Google or Alexa or anyone else to play 670 The Score. Uh, or you're listening uh, on a computer as you do some work at 670thescore.com slash listen. I don't know. That's all up to you. But uh, I enjoy being with you on a Sunday morning talking baseball. It is hit and run on 670 The Score. Here's the deal. There are eight days left of spring training games out in Arizona. 
I was just out there. I tagged along for a work trip with my wife, went out to Arizona because how can you not when the opportunity arises? I went to a couple of baseball games. And I got to tell you, if you're thinking about what the baseball might feel like come opening day, when there will be fans in the stands here in Chicago, a little more than 8,000 in both ballparks when they are here. Cubs start here, White Sox start on the road, but then we'll be here quickly. And with limited capacity, with lots of room for you, as there was lots of room for me out there in Arizona, went to a couple of games, both ended up being at Sloan Park in Mesa, did not get a chance to get to Camelback to see the White Sox. I wanted to, but the schedule and timing just didn't work out. But boy, was that comfortable. <laughs> I have to admit that boy, was it comfortable. I know it's not ideal for the ball clubs to have limited capacity, but whoo. Boy, those short lines, uh, all that space to walk around, that comfortable social distancing between my seats and others, that, that room to stretch the legs, boy, was that comfortable. And did I miss the electricity of thirty to 40,000 people? I mean, granted, at Sloan, it would have been uh, far less, obviously. But, but the electricity of a full crowd, yeah, yeah, of course I missed it. But you still felt the rise in volume. You felt the rise in excitement at certain plays. I'll tell you what's lower and more quiet is just the settle, the steady settling hum of pitch to pitch. That, that can feel pretty empty. But talking to friends of mine out there in the broadcast biz and in the ballpark biz, their feeling on just what it is to have people of just, you know, people there is so massively different than baseball with no fans. Baseball with no fans, not a lot of fun for those um, in attendance and working slash observing, unless you're the ball players. But even just a limited amount of attendance, pretty damn great. So if you're thinking about whether to enter some of the lotteries in order to get tickets, whether to buy tickets for the local teams, whether to even, you know, up on a season package, which you can do right now. I know on the south side you can do. I would recommend it. I I would recommend it. And I suspect with some of the news that's been hitting that the ballplayers themselves will be getting vaccinated, that the vaccine numbers are climbing, that... Some of the teams might end up doing what the Yankees and the Mets are doing, requiring either a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination to get in the ballpark. Interesting that the Mets and the Yankees are doing that because of the governor, Andrew Cuomo. But I mean, with all these kinds of developments and the, the increased openness that the Illinois governor is, is talking about and providing, man, it, it may not be long may not be long before we get a largely increased capacity for Cubs and Sox games. We'll see. Um, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm charting here what the capacity is right now as loud for all the teams in town. 20% for the Cubs, 20% for the Sox. It's 8,100 for the Sox, 8,200 for the Cubs. The highest I see in Colorado, they're allowing 42.6% capacity. 21,000 fans will be allowed to begin the season. I don't think the Rockies are going to draw that. I'll tell you that right now. Um, Some other teams getting up into the 30s. 
I know that uh, the Cardinals are getting up there. The Cardinals have 32% capacity to start the season at Bush Stadium. That's about 14-5. Maybe you know that the Texas Rangers are going to be inviting back full capacity for 2021. 40,518 fans possible for the home opener on April 5th. And we'll see what happens. Games after opening day are going to be socially distanced, but that's going to be an interesting experiment there in Texas. And obviously it's rife for political debate and all kinds of safety debate and medical debate. Uh, And we're not going to have that here. Um, But I can tell you that baseball with fans in the stands was pretty damn fun in Arizona. And if you're thinking about it, I would recommend it. All right, here's what we're going to do most of this first hour. We're going to open the phone lines to you guys, Cubs fans and White Sox fans alike. You can text at 312-644-6767. And you can also call at that very same number or tweet at me at Matt Spiegel 670 I want to hear from you as I discuss and throw out there and we'll listen to your idea for what the main storylines you're following as we enter the final week of spring training. The main storylines for the Sox as they head towards breaking camp, for the Cubs as they head towards breaking camp. So I'm going to spitball and go back and forth with both ball clubs. Here, I'm going to ask you to hop on in and have some conversation. All right? Let's enjoy ourselves, shall we? All right, good call. Um, The storylines that are intriguing to me for Cubs camp, for Sox camp with eight days left to go. And we welcome you to hop on in at 312-644-6767 as Sean Anderson will screen the calls. For the White Sox, look, the big thing is the overall confidence and swagger remaining sky high, deserved and ridiculously fun. Whether it's Tim Anderson saying on the Parkinson Spiegel show on a day when I, of course, wasn't there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Tim Anderson saying, F it, we're the best team in the American League. That becoming a T-shirt. Which is yeah, we're the best team in the American League. That's right, Tim. That's right, Tim. Whether it's Lucas Giolito saying, we are very, very good. Whether it's Aaron Bummer saying, uh, our bullpen is so good, uh, we would like to not lose a game when we have a lead after the fifth. That's what Aaron Bummer says, is the team goal for the bullpen. Just overall, the confidence, swagger, sky high, deserved, really fun. Liam Hendricks adding to that vibe, adding to the feelings in the bullpen and really beyond. Guys love him. Had a chance to talk to Evan Marshall this week on the score on the Parkins and Spiegel show. And he was great, as he always is. And he loves Hendricks. And just overall, that feeling for the White Sox. I mean, they they continue to have that feeling of next. Now, it, look, are they next or are they here? It's really here. It made the playoffs last year. An ugly slide in the final week leading to the removal of the manager and the pitching coach. But, uh, you know, uh, this team really believes that they are World Series caliber. And on paper, they are. And it's going to be incredibly fun to watch that play out i referenced the bullpen and this white Sox bullpen is potentially awe-inspiring comps are few some of them including bummer have referenced the royals teams that ned yost managed with kelvin herrera and wade davis and greg holland i don't like that comp for this bullpen i really don't like it that was a push button seven eight nine each guy gets an inning and ned yost did not have to be creative kind of dominant bullpen. Good for them. Super fun. That's not what this is. 
this is a deep, interesting mix where guys as good and powerful as Garrett Crochet and Michael Kopech might not even need to be the first or second setup options for the closer, Liam Hendricks. It's crazy. Those guys are, as a wise man once said, gravy. They're ambidextrous gravy. Righty and lefty, both capable of throwing a hundo who could enter a game as early as need be. You could see a game where a starter's having a rough go or something happens or you need to go to the fourth inning to the bullpen. That could be Crochet or Kopech. I don't know. You don't know. And that's part of the intrigue right now to me is that we still don't know exactly how this bullpen is going to be used. There is no reason that this should be some kind of push-button, old-school Tony La Russa bullpen. And, of course, his involvement makes it all the more intriguing. There's no reason that this should be. This guy gets the seventh, uh, that guy gets the eighth, and then that guy gets the ninth. That's not how baseball works anymore. But there's also no reason that it can't be... um, you know, full-on platoons and, and groupings of, of, of who the guys are. All right, so today, Hendricks is the closer, and if we need a righty out of the pen, we'll go with uh, Marshall. If we need a lefty out of the pen, we'll go with Bummer. Okay, then use those guys for a day. You know what? Let's rest them all. Let's rest them all. Hendricks needs a rest. All right, in the ninth, we'll use uh, Cody Hoyer. And then in the, as setup guys, we'll use Crochet and we'll use Kopech. Okay. Or maybe um, Hendricks can still go because he can go two days in a row for sure. Multiple innings. He's shown that before. And so Hoyer is, what, fifth inning, sixth inning? Unnecessary for a batter between lefties, depending on the opposition. I mean, there are so many different looks and, and so many different guys. It's just going to be really interesting. I mean, hell, Jimmy Cordero, who got used way too much, just had Tommy John surgery. He's not going to be available. He threw the most of anybody in that bullpen last year. He's not even going to be here. And that's fine because they're absolutely loaded. So, so much intrigue regarding the bullpen. They're interesting. They're entertaining. They won't stop cursing on the score, as Evan Marshall did the other day. Other day, uh, somebody named Snark Burley made a T-shirt that said, the pen is mighty. Way to put that space between the pen and is. That's appreciated. Liam Hendricks wore that shirt the other day. He's holding up Dr. Pepper and trying to get sponsorships. They're fun. They're Post-game, good. most people are drinking the hydration drinks, and I'm sitting here with a Dr. Pepper. So it's like, man. They're, they're going to be really, really cool. So looking forward to that. I, I find that to be the most compelling storyline coming out of White Sox camp. Um, out, of, out of Cubs camp, really, the, the truth is that they're still trying to recover from what was a very awkward, mixed-message kind of offseason. Still trying to figure out who they are, what they're going to be this year. And... They've got to figure out who is going to stay, who's going to go. It's like the third straight year where they're going into a season feeling like maybe this is the final stand. Chris Bryant spoke about it this year. He's tired of those kind of storylines. I get it. I hear you. And yet still we find ourselves wondering who's going to stay. 
among the Cubs' core pieces. Kyle Schwarber already gone. Anthony Rizzo says he's feeling optimistic about an extension. I bet Javier Baez is going to be extended. So those are my two picks for for who are going to be here long term. In the meantime, I'm enjoying Chris Bryant, the person, as much as ever. I have fears for Chris Bryant, the hitter, as much as ever. I know he homered yesterday. And I know that David Ross said he is seeing the ball well before that game, said power was just around the corner, and then there went Bryant getting it done with his first homer of the spring. I remain concerned for Chris Bryant, the hitter. The exit velocity has gone down progressively year by year by year. That dovetails with what I see, uh, with what we watched a lot of last year. It's just, I I don't see the ball getting hit very hard. So I worry about that long-term. So look, that sits there at the top of the storylines. But I'll tell you, the back part of that rotation, that confusion, is the other big storyline or one of the big roster storylines that I find myself looking at. Does Alec Mills get a spot in the starting rotation just because he showed he deserved it last year with the no-hitter and other things? Does Shelby Miller, who's going to be on the show today at 1140, with a new slider and the urgency of having one final go, does he get a shot at that rotation? Does Al- Albert Alzali have time in these final eight days to reestablish himself after a bumpy start to spring training will mlb ever rule on the fourth year of options thing which maybe you don't even know about but Albert ozolai might not have any options left or he might actually he might have options left because mlb was trying to say that last year anytime guys got optioned to the alternate training site and back didn't count because it was such a short year so Albert Ozzelay might have options remaining, which means that maybe he'll start the year uh, at the minors or at the alternate training site since the minor leagues don't even start until May. So that uh, maybe they can keep an extra pitcher or a different kind of pitcher at the start of the year. There's still confusion there at the back end of the rotation. Trevor Williams is appetizing because his stuff is different than some of these other guys like Hendricks and Davies and Mills. And his presence and his stuff would be a different look for the back end of the rotation. And maybe he's got a shot to do it because he's actually been pitching very, very well this year. And now David Ross and the Cubs, one of several teams to have not yet said who their opening day starter will be. It's Kyle Hendricks, but they haven't said it just yet. So there's confusion all through the rotation. Look, we're just getting going. Tons of other storylines for both teams, both sides of town. And I want to take your calls and questions and conversation about both sides of town. And if you got anything to ask about what it was like to be in attendance for some baseball out in Arizona, as you ponder possibly attending some baseball here in Chicago in about two weeks, give a call as well. So 312-644-6767 is the phone number. It's Matt Spiegel here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Some crazy stuff going along uh, around the league, including the Cincinnati Reds doing something very weird that I want to talk with you about later on. And lots of cool guests coming up. Kevin Goldstein from Fangraphs, Jason Benetti of the White Sox, Shelby Miller of the Cubs, Bruce Levine of the Score, and you and me on Hit and Run this morning on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Bryant swings and drills one deep to left field. A no doubt about it home run onto the berm. Four to one, Cubs over the Rockies here in the sixth inning. That is our man Zach Zaidman on the call on the Cubs Radio Network N670 to score. Zach and Ron Coomer yesterday on the call got a chance to hang out and listen to those guys. They're on again today, as a matter of fact. What time is that game? I know CBS Sports Radio follows me at noon, and I think they're on around 250. If memory serves, 255, so close, Spiegel, so close. There's Chris Bryant with a home run and Zach Zabin on the call. It's Matt Spiegel here on Hit and Run. A great piece this morning um, that I just had a chance to start checking out during the break. It's funny, I mentioned last segment that Chris Bryant's exit velocity has been decreasing steadily over recent years, and that's hard contact. And it's one of those things... You know, when you hear whether it's um, certain metrics or just certain ways of measuring stat cast stuff, sometimes it makes your head spin as a baseball guy if you're old school at all. But don't let it make your head spin. Just figure out that some of them are just new ways of talking about stuff. Uh, Scouts forever have talked about that guy hits the ball hard. Don't worry. He's hitting the ball hard. Everything's going to be fine. It's all right. Even if it's going right at people, that's a, you know, that's a hang with them, right? Because it went right at people, whatever. That's, so, yeah, exit velocity is, is hard contact. That's, that's, that's what it is. But a great piece by Sahadev to try to give some context to Chris Bryant's exit velocity decrease, that he's never been like an elite guy. He's not Giancarlo Stanton or Kyle Schwarber, that when he hits it, it's like, whoop, 
that's 115 miles an hour, like Luis Robert or some guys like that. Like, that's not always been his thing. He has a lot of leverage in his swing, a lot of natural uppercut in the swing that he learned from his dad, who learned it from Ted Williams. Uh, So a lot of launch, and he needs to hit it to the pull side. When he's not healthy is essentially the crux of the piece. Then he doesn't hit the ball as hard, and there's not as much margin for error with him when he doesn't hit the ball as normally hard as he does. He's got to be healthy. And if he's healthy, then he'll hit the ball in the direction and with the launch angle that he needs to with that swing and pull it more. It's just that he hasn't been very healthy. And also the pitch mix that he hits well has changed and evolved through the years. And he would tell you that himself. He's gettable. He is gettable on that breaking stuff down. And whew, I, I just, I have my concerns for KB. But, you know, uh, maybe he'll have a huge year. Maybe he'll have a monster year. He needs to, personally and professionally. 670, the score is where you are. Lots of storylines I've got for you regarding the Cubs and the White Sox, but I mentioned we'll take your calls, and we'll do it right now. We'll go to the phone lines and talk to Stan from Bellwood on 670, the score. Our first caller of year 15 of hit and run is Stan from Bellwood. I love it, Stan. 15 years of hit and run. You remember the early days? How many hit and run hosts can you name? Go, Stan. Go. Let's see. uh, George and Jesse. Yep. Uh, my man Rosner, of course. Yep. Um, you're well. How many stints have you had uh, doing uh, hit and run? Yeah, it was me and uh, me and David Schuster. Um, my <laughs> now, you, first you go talking? around, and mm-hmm. then and then uh, me and Rosner for a lot of years, uh, and then Rosner right. and Connor McKnight for a few years in there, and then me back. Solo and uh, with a, Joe. A oh, now you talking about main hosts or co-hosts? Because that uh, Joe O did a stint uh, yep. with uh, with Barry and Matt about a cola. Uh, Matt about a cola. I was just gonna say, yeah, absolutely. You bet. So yeah, I, I, I think we got most of them. We got most of them right there. Uh, it's uh, good to have I, baseball back in the space. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, crazy. Crazy good. It, it means it means a lot of things, uh, Stan. All right, give me some storylines. What are you feeling okay. for Cubs and for Sox here, sir? Uh, well, I, I'm not going to give you a lot. I'm just going to give you one. I, I'm, I'm okay. calling because uh, I, I agree with uh, everything that you said uh, at the top. And, uh, you know, I wish I could uh, disagree with you or play uh, devil's advocate on, on sub, uh, some level here just to make things interesting. But I, I think you're spot on. I think the uh, dominant storyline for the White Sox uh, uh, here going into the season uh, is their bullpen. Um, I cannot remember. Uh, when I've been more optimistic about the White Sox going into the season. Uh, it's primarily uh, because of the strength of their bullpen. Uh, they don't have any glaring weaknesses, and they have an outstanding bullpen. The way the game has evolved here in the last uh, 5, 10, 15 years, the only way that you can succeed at an elite level uh, is to have a great bullpen. I mean, uh, there's, there's just no two ways about it. And regardless of what, uh, what you think of the uh, m- naming Tony La Russa as manager of the White Sox, I mean, I've you know, got some thoughts on that. Uh, but, but you have to give him credit. He, he's proven uh, during all of his time or practically all of his time uh, as a manager that the one thing that he can do is manage a bullpen. 
So, I, you know, given all of that, Steve, I really – I'm picking the White Sox to win the Central and the American League, and it's primarily on the strength of their bullpen, but they have great offense. They uh, The one, two, three spots uh, in their rotation is as good as anybody else. They have a very good bench. They have speed. Um, I think on paper anyway – uh, that they're the best team in the American League, and I'm picking them to get to the World Series. I, I, I just, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, the Yankees uh, are very good. They have great, uh, they have all-star players at practically every position, but they're relying on a lot of question marks. They do have Garrett Cole, but the rest of their rotation is one big black hole. Uh, uh, Zach Britton is out to start with here at mm-hmm. uh, uh, at the outset. So their bullpen is uh, uh, behind the eight ball to begin with. So I, I actually like Toronto in the, uh, to win the East, but they don't have a particularly they're, – they're good everywhere else, but they don't have a particularly good bullpen. Neither do the Twins. They lost some bullpen parts uh, during the offseason. Uh, I think the White Sox going into the season are the best team in the American League, and I'm picking them with confidence. I, I just don't see anybody else right now. Uh, at their level, and I think it's because of their bullpen. It, it, I agree with you and Steve Stone and the general consensus that their bullpen is the best. And uh, you know, till proven otherwise, I'm going with them. Yeah, uh, it, it's understandable. Thanks, Stan. It's great to hear your voice and your voice on these airwaves as we talk baseball is uh, is part of hit and run, and it's part of uh, spring and summer. So thanks for the call, man. Don't be a stranger. I mean, that bullpen—that's the thing. And comps are few. It, 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 and that's why I say I, I can't wait to see how it's used. Yes, Tony La Russa has shown that he can do it um, and, and has done it in lots of different ways here with no Dave Duncan. But Ethan Katz is, is a really interesting guy, the former assistant pitching coach in San Francisco, the former assistant pitching coach at Harvard Westlake High School, the guy who helped engineer Lucas Giolito's turnaround. And already now here in camp, several different pitchers have talked about how they're benefiting from Ethan Katz. He's open-minded. He has a tremendous facility with all of the modern technology and several different unique training items. Carlos Rodon last week threw his four-seamer harder and with more spin than he has in recent years and credited Ethan Katz and his work with the Velocity Belt that Giolito used and now Katz has and uses with a lot of people. There was great sound last week from Katz working with Dylan Cease and Zach Collins on a very cool practice drill. The White Sox shared a mic'd up behind the scenes video of that, which was really, really cool. And you should go check out on White Sox Twitter. It was pinned on their Twitter page last I saw a few days ago. Just some really interesting stuff they're doing. And I, I, I think that bullpen is going to be very, very unique. Very few comps historically. And they could give you as many different arms throwing hard and as many different looks as the Tampa Rays bullpen gave you last year. And that bullpen is what carried them all the way to the World Series. And you could argue that the love of that bullpen is what cost Kevin Cash in that World Series is he didn't stick with Blake Snell and instead went to his bullpen, which didn't get the job done, actually, against the Dodgers at that, that one moment. And that kind of stuff is where it's going to be interesting to watch La Russa. Really going to be interesting. 
Look, let's mention him before I give you another Cubs one. Let's mention this about Tony La Russa. His level of engagement and energy has been extremely high. Um, of course, I have my fears of things that might happen. And there are, there'll be things that could take place in terms of the culture, in terms of La Russa himself. There are things he might do. God, can you ever imagine? Uh, you know, and, and, and if there was a third DUI or like anything like that. I obviously. don't have a drinking problem. Uh-huh. Uh, all that stuff. But as a baseball guy, as a manager, as a thinker, he seems very much still at the top of his game. And that's a very high level. What might he do that might scare me? I'll tell you this right now. If he keeps Danny Mendick on this roster as a second super utility guy, Instead of a third catcher like either Zach Collins or your mean Mercedes, that would annoy me. That would annoy me. I think they need a third catcher. I think right now it would be Collins. Collins has emerged quite a bit here in this spring in a wide variety of ways. And, oh, my God, does he have confidence. When I was talking swagger earlier, I should have mentioned Zach Collins. Super confident, as he always has been. And now at the age of 26, I think, is Zach Collins. Seems awfully late. Uh, for him to uh, still be fighting for a spot. But here it is. And anyway, I think he's going to get it, especially with Yasmani Grandal's uh, nagging injuries. You need a couple of guys around who can definitely catch. But TLR's level of engagement energy has been high. I don't want him to keep Danny Mendick as a, thir- as a second super util. I'd much rather see a third catcher. Um, before we give you some more Cubs, let's go back to the phone lines. This is Johnny Mack and South en- Elgin. Who's on six seven? This car on hit and run. Make sure that radio is down and welcome to the score, Johnny Mac. What's up, Big my man? How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Happy return of full season baseball. Fingers crossed. Let's go, let's go. I enjoyed sixty games last year. That was fine. We had a little taste, but now, just like right now, we're getting the full on NCAA tournament. Give me, give me full baseball. Let's go. Yes, let's go. yes. Give me the full menu, baby. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, yeah, so a couple of things I'm looking forward to. Um, one, some of the movement around uh, the league, uh, like, for instance, Arenado in uh, St. Louis, to see how his numbers get affected and uh, how that affects the competition with the Cubs. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, that is going to be interesting. I, I was watching uh, a little bit. Uh, the Rockies um, were against the Cubs yesterday, and there's there's Gomber pitching. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the that's that's the guy they got as the headliner of the Arenado deal. Um, and there's Trevor Story going deep and with a great defensive play yesterday against the Cubs. And I'm thinking, oh, just a couple years until he's gone, just like Arenado will be. So, and, and not even a couple years. It could be this year at the deadline. That's such a, a gross franchise right now, Colorado. But yeah, that'll be interesting, Johnny, for sure. And then uh, two other things I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, one, uh, unfortunately, as a full-time baseball fan, I haven't been doing a good job keeping up, but what's going on with the league-wide DH rule? And then secondly, uh, the composition of the baseball this year should be interesting, and that should play into uh, the, the Cubs back of the baseball car rebound of their power. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be interesting. Thanks, Johnny Mac, very much for the call. Love it. Um, and we'll get to some other sort of national storylines with uh, Kevin Goldstein from Fangraphs at the top of the hour. Um, the baseball players are hoping and guessing that it is less jumpy. He's good overnights here on the score. That is uh, not quite as jumpy as it was last year. 
this year that it's been deadened a little bit, that you'll see four to five to six feet off some of the uh, fly balls. But we don't really know until we get rolling and get out of the Arizona air and the Florida air. We don't know. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Unfortunately, we're just going to have to let that one play out. And then, believe it or not, Universal DH, still up in the air. Is that ridiculous? There's eight days left of spring games. Dave Roberts of the Dodgers is still hoping that Universal DH gets used this year. This year! Hoping for a last-minute change is Dave Roberts. It's probably not going to be there. As of a couple weeks ago, expanded postseason thought to be unlikely. Universal DH thought to be unlikely. But we're eight days from the end of spring training games, and we still don't know. They're not really being negotiated as of a couple weeks ago. So probably not going to happen. And... um. You know, David Ross was funny talking about that this week, said he threw up in his mouth a little bit as he watched Kyle Hendricks trip over first base in a game I was at out there in Arizona, and that's a scary thing um, whenever you see that kind of stuff. But it looks, at least for this year, pitchers are still going to hit. Uh, One more segment of Storylines and your phone calls at 312-644-6767 with me, Matt Spiegel, here on Hit and Run. Kevin Goldstein at the top, Jason Benetti in a little more than an hour as we take you towards noon. It is Speaks on Hit and Run. <laughs> what a world we live in. I just realized that I have questions about Billy Hamilton's miners contract. Yep. Um, and I needed to ask somebody... About Billy, Billy Hamilton's minor's contract. It's Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Like, if he doesn't make the opening day roster because he signed a minor's contract, even though he's a veteran and out of options, can he still go to Charlotte? And I thought, you know, I should ask Kevin Goldstein, uh, who I mentioned earlier is fresh out of the front office of an MLB team and back at Fangraphs and is going to join us at 10 o'clock today. And then I Google Miners Contracts and I found a big long article that Kevin Goldstein wrote on Fangraphs uh, on February 3rd of this year. So, boom, th- that's the right guy. So I, I'll put it on my list to ask him because as Jim and Lockport said via text and, and, and I was mentioning things you are afraid that Tony La Russa might do, uh, keeping Billy Hamilton. He's afraid of, that TLR will choose to keep Billy Hamilton on this team all year long. Well, now that Adam Engel has strained a roster spot for Billy Hamilton and Engel as an injury is going to get checked out a little bit more today, um, that might be a reality for opening day. But Billy Hamilton is the kind of guy you want in September and for the playoffs as a speed demon and a, a defensive substitution, pinch runner, etc. in the Jared Dyson mold. I just don't think you want that guy all year long on your roster. But I'm not sure of the machinations of how you could actually make that work. 
among the things we'll ask Goldstein about at the top of the hour. Lots of Cubs storylines we haven't had a chance to get to. Um, Craig Kimbrell is starting to allay the terror of his spring. Really bad first few appearances. Much better the last two yesterday. Easily the best he has looked. Fastball. As far as if Craig's the closer. Uh Um, Oh, it's the best. That's the best. David Ross last year played that beautifully, I do believe. Um, but this year, is Craig Kimball going to be the closer? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and yesterday, real good. Threw it at 98. The four-seamer had that carry, that jump to it, not the action that a two-seam fastball has where it slides down a little bit and gets banged. So, And the curveball, the knuckle curve, looked sharp for Kimball yesterday. Easily the best he's looked. So that is good to see. Um, as far as their bullpen, very intriguing. We'll talk to Bruce Levine about it at 1040. Dylan Maples continues to have electric stuff and no ability to control it. Even though this year he came in with different mechanics and he's doing some things differently, he still is that guy. He has no options left. What an enigma. Been here nine years. Dylan Maples, nine years. Out of options, has to make the team. I don't think he would make it through as a DFA, a designation for assignment. But boy, I I don't know if that's somebody you can trust in the big leagues yet, still and again. Uh, Let's get a couple of phone lines um, active and used here before we get to a break and the top of the hour And Kevin Goldstein. Ben is in Queens, New York, and listening online, and I love it. Ben, welcome to Hit and Run with me, Speaks on the score. Good morning. Maddie Spiegel, I've been waiting months for this moment for you to be back talking about baseball. I want to congratulate you on being back with the show with Parkin. I have to say I love the Twitch stream. It is a very fun medium, and I'm always uh, enjoying that. That's so, very anyway, cool. for, for, for anybody who doesn't yeah. know, afternoons, me and Danny, 2 to 6, and it's on Twitch uh, via 670 The Score, and you can see us and interact and chat there, and it's a fun way to do it. So thanks, Ben. Yeah, I'm the one who corrected you on doing the slide the wrong way on your air guitar. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also the one who corrects you that, you're, that you still can't sing on the low brass entrance. I love you, but you can't do it because it's still I, off. But anyway. Damn it. Damn get, it. All right, I won't I do know, that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's get to baseball. Um, I find this year for the Cubs to be the most intriguing year outside of 2016, you know, when they had the target on their back and they were favorites and they actually won it. I find it to be intriguing because I find that it's everybody is in a prove-it point in their careers. You know, you just talked about Dylan Maples. He's one of the examples. He's got to get it done. He's got to make the team, and he's got to prove. And he's got to be, you know, the guy coming out of the bullpen with triple-digit stuff. Albert Alzale, he's got to prove. He's got to prove that he's in, in the big leagues. Alec Mills still has to prove, you know, that he that he can be a decent, maybe number four starter. Of course, I'm not going to waste time on the big three. I'm Baez, Bryant, and Rizzo because, you know, during Guasi and all these uh, months, we've all heard about, you know, everything that's happened to him. But if you look at the other, you know, Kimball. Kimball's got to prove that he's going to be worthy of a contract after this season. Ian Happ. Ian Happ has to prove to me that he can be the leadoff hitter that we want. Jason Hayward's got to prove to me that, uh, you know, he's got to be, he can have an OPS 800. Wilson Contreras, this is a huge year for Wilson Contreras because if he does what I think he can do, because I'm very positive on this guy, because he can just rip the ball, and he's a good catcher too. It, this is a big year for him because if he makes it this year, then that means he could probably sign a contract in the offseason with the Cubs or, 
you know, he's going to definitely set him up for a trade to something bigger. So, and the last thing I want to say uh, is, and I, I want to ask you a question. Maybe you can ask Bruce Levine. The Cubs, to me, also have to prove one thing. They have to prove that they can find their GM because I haven't heard anything about the story. But you know, Jed Hoyer is, you know, instead of the two-headed Hydra of of uh, you know Theo and Jed. Now they're going to have to figure out, you know, who's going to be the GM and how is that going to function. And, you know, I haven't heard anything about that. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I love this show. I'm so glad it's back. Thanks, Mitch man. Rosen, if you listen, if you could if you could throw some shekels together to put a Twitch stream for this. I would love to get I would love to get I would love to get in, in fights with people from Stickney over, you know, garbage in, in downtown Manhattan. I love you. And I will I will continue. I will continue to be uh contributing here to the show take care and uh say hi to john paul for me thank you ben oh that's a fun that's fun stuff uh yeah he's got a lot of a lot of things that he thinks the cubs need to prove some of those things in there i think uh i i feel better about than he does i i think Contreras is a really really good catcher i think Contreras is a top five catcher in major league baseball and uh, up up there with JT Real Muto and Grandal when he's healthy, um, and, you know, and, and a few other guys. But it's like Sal Perez in Kansas City. Those might be your top four. But and so I think Contreras is that guy. Whether he's going to be signed or not is another question. I think Ian Happ is a terrific hitter these days. If you've been watching Ian Happ at all in the spring, and he did it again yesterday, repeatedly, especially from the left side, just comfortably serving the ball into the opposite field for hits against a shift, not against a shift, down the line, popping it over a third baseman's head. He's got that in the bag and able to do it, just hanging back. Whew. You add that to the power that he has and the eye that he has and the growing comfort and confidence, I, I see another big year for, for Ian Happ, and the Cubs ought to be trying to sign him to one of those preemptive extensions that so many have been able to do and the Cubs have not. So, you know, but there are a lot of questions in there. A lot of questions in there. I'm told, by the way, Ben, that Mitch Rosen is listening and we can work on Twitch. He's always listening. He's always listening. It is 670, the score. It is me, Matt Spiegel, here with you on Hit and Run in year 15 of Hit and Run. Looking forward to it. We'll do baseball all season long right here Sunday mornings. We come back. Kevin Goldstein from Fangraphs. Let's talk rule changes around the minors and how those might impact the majors uh, as we get going. And Kevin can paint you a picture of somewhere you've never been. And I've never been either. And as a baseball fan, I'm deeply intrigued by it. And he'll paint us that picture as we talk around the league and talk some scouting next right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.